This session of Scanner School is sponsored by our new training course, An Introduction to SDR, or Software Defined Radios. Now, this course is designed to walk you through the process of not only purchasing, but also installing an SDR, getting the accessories hooked up, and getting the software installed in your computer so you are ready to go without wasting time and getting you operational as soon as possible. We'll teach you how to not only set up the hardware, so you can get analog reception, but also P25, DMR, NXDN, and trunking, all, again, with simple-to-use hardware and your existing computer setup. So for more information about this introduction to SDR training, please visit our website at scannerschool.com courses. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Welcome back to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, my amateur radio call sign is W2LAE. And if this is your first session, let me just say welcome. Scanner School is here to teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. If you haven't yet joined our Facebook group and our community over there, you can join it at scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. Now, this week we're going to talk about how to record audio using your scanner radio and how it was done in the past and how I do it personally and how you can do it, which will be might be a little bit different than the way that I do it because we all do things a little bit different. And all the session notes and links to the software and maybe even some images and pictures, depending on how far I get the session notes, because we all kind of know I'm not really the best at doing those. You can go to scannerschool.com slash session 82. Now, I want to remind you before we get into today's session that I do offer consulting calls and you can win one for free. All you have to do is go to scannerschool.com slash ask. Ask me a question using our SpeakPipe or our telephone voicemail number. Now, SpeakPipe is like voicemail, but without the phone. You can just hit the record button using your computer, your smartphone, your tablet, whatever it is that has a microphone on it. Leave me a message, and I will reply to your message on the next Ask Scanner School. So again, if you use the SpeakPipe method or our phone number at 516-308-2885, again, the phone number is on scannerschool.com slash ask. You'll be in the running for a free consulting call. I'm sorry if you submit via email. You're not going to be in the running for the consulting call, but I will still answer your questions as soon as possible. I am trying to promote the voicemail services, which is why I am offering the free consulting call. Now, again, if you want to win, go to scannerschool.com slash ask. Submit your question, and we will pick a winner on the very next Ask Scanner School, which comes out the first week of every month. So make sure you ask your questions now so I have a chance to put them in the podcast and get it published before they're due. Scannerschool.com slash ask. So I'm not going to lie to you guys. This is the second time I'm actually recording this content. The first time I recorded it, I was going through it so fast. I, I think the caffeine kicked in for some reason, and it was actually making me very anxious <laughs> listening to me explain this topic to you guys. So I'm going to slow it down just a little bit, and uh, hopefully we get through it without it now be too, becoming too dry. I think I was afraid of it being too dry uh, out of the gate, and I, I, I went through it so fast, and now I think I'm afraid it was going to be too slow for you. <laughs> so anyway... With that out of the way, this is round two. If I skip something important on here, that's probably why, because I've already went through this all in my head, and um, you know, now going through it the second time, I'm probably going to assume I've already talked about it. So if I do miss anything, I, I really apologize up front. So today we're talking about something that I have been asked of multiple times. 
how do I record the audio coming out of my scanner so I can go back and listen to it later? People come to me and ask me this all the time because they know that I not only broadcast to the internet from my own site, I also have a couple of streams that go to Broadcastify, and I'm also known locally as somebody who's a big scanner radio head. Um, I wonder how that happens. And, <laughs> and anyway, so they come to me to look for the audio, or they want to know how they can set it up on their own. So I figured I was just asked this question a week or so ago, and I thought, you know what? Let me bring it here to the podcast because I'm sure a lot of other people out there, especially maybe you, would like to know how to do this. So why don't I teach you, right? It's a great opportunity. It's it's fresh in my head, and we're going to go through it. So why would you want to listen, or why would you want to record your scanner radio's audio? There's a couple different reasons why you'd want to do this. Well, maybe you are going through a range of frequencies, and you want to just know who's on them. So you could record audio that way. And you can go back and listen to it and find out who is using the range of frequencies that you have monitored. Maybe you are listening for somebody who's jamming a frequency and you have to basically uh, catalog. I am stumbling here because I've been using the word catalog and categorize in my first recording to you guys. And I kept tripping over the words. So I think what I want to say here is, is you have to keep a record of somebody who's coming on that frequency who's not. Uh, who's not authorized to be there. Maybe they're jamming the frequencies and you have to submit the records to the FCC. And that's another reason why you may want to record the audio. Uh, Maybe you are trying to find out who is on a particular frequency. Again, that kind of ties into what we just talked about in the last example. But maybe you found a new frequency, you don't know who's using it, and you're trying to figure it out. So you would park a radio on that frequency and, and record every transmission on it to try and figure out what they're talking about, where they are, maybe who they might be. Maybe you have a talk group that's unknown, same story as the frequency. Maybe you have a brand new trunk system and you're trying to find any talk group on there. So there's a couple of examples like that. We also talked uh, in the past with Michael Mann. And Michael Mann and, and I, we talked on uh, podcast number 27. Go back and listen to that one at scannerschool.com slash session 27. And Michael uses recordable uh, scanners, or, or I should say recorded audio, to find out what frequencies are in use in his area when it comes to training for mill air. He also uses it as a uh, when he goes through this uh, the search mode to find any new frequencies that are out there. I think I said that one backwards in my head, but again, he listens to what's currently in use and what could also be trying to find something new. So now, photographers also use scanner audio as well. Sometimes photographers want to have uh, a rundown of who was dispatched and when, so they might go back and say, you know, company A, B, C, X, Y, Z were all dispatched, and so and so is mutual aid, and the call came in at, at time one, two, three, and, and et cetera, et cetera. Now, if they're taking video, maybe they want to put the audio for the call as part of the video. Now, news agencies may also want it for the exact same reason, or maybe because they have plenty of, of uh, scanners going at the same time, and they got to go back 30 seconds to kind of listen to what an address is or something like that as well. So there's several examples why somebody would want to archive audio. Now, again, I like to archive audio because maybe... Uh, you know, you, you come home and there's you find out there was a call on your block when you were at work, or maybe you know something's happening and and you passed it on the way home. Well, you can go back and you can re go back and listen to the recordings basically at that. Now, again, I think if your fire department gets toned out and if something's happening on your block and you just haven't missed a dispatch, this is where a fire pager comes in really handy um, because they have voice storage built into it, and that's exactly what I do. I leave one pager. Uh, dedicated to just my local fire department so I can just go back and play back the audio if I haven't missed a dispatch. 
Now, again, if you're looking for a, a pager, shameless plug here, I own East Coast Pagers, and we sell Unication and Swiss Phone and Apollo Pagers. And right now, you can save $40 on a Unication G1 pager. So it's a great time to get in on a Unication G1. So now you can also save $60 on a G2, G3, G4, or G5 with a trade-in. So if you're looking for one of those pagers as well, great time to get on those. And we are very aggressive with our pricing at East Coast Pagers. So again, uh, you can contact me direct if you'd like to get one of those pagers with the promo and uh, also with a little bit of white glove service. Because if you're a Scanner School listener, I want to make sure that you know I treat you even better than I treat anybody who comes in the East Coast Pages, which I think is pretty good. So again, Scanner School, actually, no, I'll be at eastcoastpages.com. You can click the contact link there or even at scannerschool.com, I guess, and, and click the contact. But anyway, it's a great example of recording audio. Go back to where we were. So let's talk about really quick some of the methods that we had probably used in the past, right? the old school methods of recording scanner radio audio. Well, think about it. Reel-to-reel or a tape deck, right? You would have a tape recorder, you would have your radio, and you would have to have it set for a Vox recorder so that if there was no audio, you didn't record anything. And you would just bring the audio into your tape deck, hopefully using a line input or a microphone input. Again, if you didn't have that line input, you would probably get ambient noise in the room that would probably also trigger the Vox to be triggered on the uh, on the tape deck. Now, for those of you who don't know what Vox is, vo- uh, Vox is basically voice-activated recording um, on it, right? It's a vo- voice-activated switch. Uh, the newer way of doing this would have been if you had a digital recorder, like an MP3 recorder or a mini-disc player or something like that, or those um, note dictation note uh, recorders you would take to school, those mini-tapes mini right, that are now digital as well. That's another way of recording the audio. And also, you could use some Windows scanner uh, recorder. It was an application that was out there that would also record your uh, scanner's audio to your computer. Okay, so some of the newer methods that we can use based on software. There's three flavors of software right now that I am basically using, one more than the other two, but we'll go through all three right now really quick for you. Uh, the software you can use is FreeScan, Butel, or ProScan to record the audio coming over your, your scanner. So just like in the old method, you would still need an audio patch cable. You need a recording device, which now is your computer. You would need your scanner, obviously, and you need the software. So now why do we use software like ProScan, FreeScan, or uh, Butel when we have a solution like ScanRecord out there? Well, we use the newer software because they allow you to actually communicate directly with the scanner and find out what the scanner is doing and what it's parked on, what it's receiving. So it allows you to alpha tag the files so you can categorize them and catalog them properly. So here's an example of why you'd want to do that. So say you have a fire in any town USA and you um, you just want to listen to that audio, but you have the entire county or parish, wherever it is, uh, in your scan list. So you have, like, say you have 30 departments in a scan list, and you only want to listen to one department between a time frame. Well, when you have your files tagged and saved and recorded with the proper file names on it, you can easily find those files and then just listen to the ones that you want to listen to. So it makes it extremely easy to find what it is you're looking for. So then how do we get the naming of this file? Well, in order to get the name of the file, we not only need our audio data coming off of the, uh, the scanner, but specifically to, to name the file, we need our serial data or the USB data, depending on which scanner you're using, uh, off the scanner as well. So you would need typically a serial port 
on your computer. If you don't have a serial port, you need a serial USB adapter. Or if you have a unit in the scanner that has the, the funny port in the front, the proprietary serial port, just go ahead and get the unit in uh, USB serial cable and make your life a whole lot easier. Uh, this way you're not playing with a bunch of bent, you know, different, different connectors and, and whatnot as well. So what happens is now you have a way of the scanner telling the software where you are and what you're doing. Now, I'm not going to go through how to set up each piece of software. But basically, Butel, FreeScan, and ProScan all have an option in them to help you auto-detect the scanner. So it will go out there and go through each of your serial ports and also at different board rates to see if it can handshake with the scanner. And that's probably the best way to do it if you're not familiar with how uh, serial ports work right out of the gate. Now, it's not going to help you find the audio port. And uh, that's kind of something you have to figure out on your own. If you only have one input, then your choices are easy. But if you have multiple inputs, that's where things get a little bit difficult. Like for me personally, I have a M-Audio Delta 1010LT, and that has about eight inputs and eight outputs. So it's, it's a little bit more involved with finding that. Uh, if you have an array of USB sound cards, again, you got to pick the right USB sound card as well. So again, you have to dive into the programming software itself to try and figure out what your input is. Uh, for yourself, which one is each scanner is tied into. So going back on, on different ways and how I do it. Now, I record everything to an external hard drive. That's that's my point of recording. Only because I don't want to wake up one morning and find out my hard drive is full and then my Windows is running sluggish, running more sluggish than usual uh, because the hard drive is full. And also... I like to get very specific on how I name the files. Well, first of all, I use ProScan, and ProScan gives me the ability to save into particular files using wildcards. I'm going to talk about that in one second. I, I like to save the file with a year, a month, and a day to start the file name. Usually those are variables in the software, followed by a dash, then the talk group ID or the frequency, followed by a dash, and then the description or alpha tag of that frequency or the talk group ID. So for example, I'm recording this right now. It's Sunday, July 14th, at a little after 2 o'clock. So my file name would start with 2019-0714-144154. So 144154 would be the time, right? 2 p.m., 41 minutes, and whatever seconds I just gave you as an example there. Followed by a dash, followed by the frequency, say 123.450, followed by the alpha tag, which would be like aviation common, okay? So that's how I would name my file. Now, again, every time a transmission comes up, the, the time would change and, and everything else. So it keeps it very easy to sort the files because they're all sorted by time and then followed by frequency and name. So again, I like to use ProScan because ProScan works very well with my sound card. I also have multiple, uh, multiple live streams. So I just use the same software to do my audio recording. So up until this point, let's just summarize what we've got here. We have our computer. We have our software of choice. We have our scanner. We have the scanner connected via the audio line from the, the line out of the scanner, the line in of your computer, and we have a serial port or a data port so we know where the scanner is. We're going to talk about the BCD536 and the SDS200 in a minute because those are the same but different. Everything I've talked about so far can apply to the, those two radios, but we can enhance those two radios in a minute as well. Also, I want to clarify why I am not promoting the use of Broadcastify here. Now, again, nothing wrong with Broadcastify. I think that it does serve its purpose. And if you do not want to set up your own live scanner recording uh, at your location, Broadcastify is a great solution for this. Uh, what happens is Broadcastify also archives 
uh, the scanner audio. And you can download it in 30-minute chunks. Now, again, if you ever watch a news report, sometimes you'll see when they have the scanner audio on the screen, it'll actually say courtesy of Broadcastify.com. So, again, here's a real-life example on how people can use audio recording and using Broadcastify exactly for that. So the drawbacks, though, of Broadcastify is you get the audio in 30-minute chunks, which means you have to go through the file to find out exactly what it is you need. You could have a lot of dead air in there. Uh, you could also have, uh, if the live feed is down, then you don't get any audio. And if the receiver location is further from the actual transmission where you would have a great clear signal, maybe the recording doesn't have a clear signal. But again, this is a very easy way to get your recorded audio because somebody else is taking care of the work for you. All you have to do is go online and get the copy of the audio you want. So if you're looking for an easy solution, this is a very great, easy, simple-to-do solution to getting your audio uh, from, from your recordings. Now, as another side note, you can use a program called Audacity to take that audio from Broadcastify and cut out the audio that you need. Now, a little, uh, little peek behind the curtain here. I use Audacity to record this podcast. I use Audacity to also edit this podcast. So I am a big fan of Audacity, and I've been using it for a long, long time, not only for this podcast, but also to edit my own uh, recorded audio and turn it into basically a file that somebody else could use. One of the nice things too about Audacity is that if you have a file with a lot of dead space in it, you can use Audacity to quickly get rid of the dead audio in it so you can truncate that uh, that file very easy. So let's talk about my setup. How do I do this? So again, I gave you a couple of different ways to do this, and I'm going to tell you how it is exactly how I do it. Now, again, I use ProScan for my live feeds. ProScan is what I use to send my audio directly to the internet, which is also the same way I use to record my audio for local, because why use multiple softwares if I don't have to? ProScan, I also have set up on some private scanners here that I am not sending out to the internet. So it also works great as a local recording piece of software as well. It also allows me to log what's going on on my scanner as well as categorize and catalog my audio archives as well. So with ProScan, I have ProScan set up to save to my external drive, which I call R for recording. In that external drive, I have folders set up. One is called Scanner Audio. A folder underneath there is the stream or the scanner radio alias that I am trying to record. Beneath that is the year. Beneath that is the month. Beneath that is the day. So a typical folder structure would be R, Scanner Audio, Stream Name, 2019-0714. Now, it's nice because... ProScan allows you to put variables in for the file path. So as the date changes, as the month changes, as the year changes, new folders are always created. If the folder already exists, it just goes into that existing folder. So ProScan does a very nice job of keeping track and making sure that your audio goes exactly where you want it. I also, as I described before, I also save my audio files with a date and timestamp up front followed by the frequency, followed by the alpha tag for that frequency. And again, I use that because if I need to grab audio for a particular event, I can quickly do so. Now, another trick of what I can do is I can save those audio files. because now I've filtered out by any town, USA, between a time frame. I can then copy those files over to another directory. I can use Windows' copy command to copy those MP3 files over to a new MP3 file. 
And because they are already in numerical time order because of the file name, they all get copied into this brand new file name as one big file, all in order. Now I can quickly take that back over to Audacity, cut out the little bits and pieces I don't need, I can save as a file, and I have a, a very nicely done professional audio file that I could use for anything I need to use it for. Okay, so let's talk about the BCD536HP and the SDS200. Now, while you can go over the serial line or the USB port on these scanners, uh, they're also IP based as well. So ProScan does give you the ability to view and also grab the audio of these scanners over IP. So with the 536HP, I have the Wi-Fi dongle turned on and plugged in and ProScan connects to the IP address of that scanner. And I am very easily and quickly able to not only see what's going on on that scanner, but also record the audio. So it's one less patch cable and one less data cable that I'm running into the back of my computer, especially when resources on computers could be limited. Now the SDS200 has a LAN port on the front. Now again, just like the, SD, uh, sorry, the, the BCD536 HP, the audio and the data comes over that LAN cable and it, uh, or I'm sorry, I should say that the audio and data comes over the IP connection and I am able to also view it and record the audio in ProScan by just plugging in the IP address. So let's quickly summarize what we've talked about here. In order to set up your scanners to record, you obviously need a computer. You need software like FreeScan, Butel, or ProScan. Again, I am using ProScan. You obviously need a receiver or a scanner. You need an audio cable to get the audio off of your scanner and have a way for it to travel through something to get to your computer. You need a sound card at some point, part, right? Uh, either built in or an external. You also need to be able to configure your software of choice and you need to be able to tell it where to put the audio file. Okay, now also do not forget to set your audio levels so that you know how loud things are so they sound correct. Now, another bonus tip for you. A lot of the scanners have the ability to have a tape output on the back. I don't recommend using the tape out because it does take a moment for that relay inside to latch for the audio to actually come out. The audio or the tape deck is nice because it's a fixed audio output. It's a fixed level. Um, and you'd have to go into the programming to enable the recording on each frequency you program in there. So if you didn't do that, you won't get any audio out. Or if there's a frequency that you don't want recorded, it's a good way of filtering that as well. Uh, again, ProScan does have some ways of playing around that data as well. But anyway, uh, my point is to make sure if you're going to use the tape out, you have it set up correctly in the programming of your radio. Uh, and if you use the line out, that is driven by your volume knob. So if you have somebody in your house who hates listening to scanners, but they know how to work a volume knob, you may find out you don't have any recorded audio. If they don't turn off your computer speakers, they turn off your scanner speakers. So that's something to keep in mind as well. And obviously there's different ways to skin a cat here. This is exactly how I do it though. I use ProScan because I, I just think it does a great job at doing multiple things. And two of those things that I enjoy doing with ProScan is, or should I say are, uh, recording audio, uh, logging hits, and streaming to the internet. If this sounds a little bit different because I'm coming back a day after I actually recorded and edited this podcast episode because I forgot to mention something. I forgot that the Home Patrol platform, the Home Patrol 1, the Home Patrol 2, the 436, the 536, the STS-100 and 200, as well as some of the whistle radios like the TRX-1 and the TRX-2, also support recording to the the onboard memory chip, right? The micro SD card or the SD card is included with the scanner. So the larger 
chip you put in there, the larger memory card you put in there, the more you can record on there. So again, I was very focused when I recorded this podcast on uh, recording to your computer, but it wasn't until a day later that I realized, oh yeah, you can also record to your scanner. And that's another way I've actually listened to um, uh, recorded audio when I was trying to determine a brand new trunk system was I just set my HP one up to record anything that was coming on on that trunk system. And I also used it for the same reason when I was trying to find just radio IDs, just to try and map out radio IDs and find out what radios uh, were transmitting on the Medcom channel. So I just can map them out so I knew what ambulance was transmitting. So again, I did that with my HP one by using the record function. And um, yeah, you can do it that way as well. All right, now, so before we wrap up, I also want to thank our Patreon supporters, Scott Vorder, Stephen Sheffield, Signals Everywhere, Craig Harper, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, William Arcan, Dan Glenn Bryden, Anthony Saggio, Raymond Hill, James Felling, M.T. Bono, and Mark Beebe. If you want to support Scanner School, you can be a month-over-month Patreon supporter. Again, that's a monthly contribution to help Scanner School go. There's... um, to keep Scanner School going, there are monthly benefits. There are benefits for each tier. So it's really close to a PBS model. If you want to give us a one-time donation, we could take a PayPal donation. And if you are AR and if you are a fan of Amazon like I am, or you're looking for scanners from ScannerMaster, software from Butel, we have links to all those. And if you make a purchase using one of those links, we will get a small commission off of it. You can find out all of our affiliate links at scannerschool.com support. And I want to thank everybody who has supported Scanner School in one way or another by using the links at scannerschool.com support. Now, again, in closing, do not forget to submit your questions for the next Ask Scanner School because somebody is going to win a free consulting call. Again, scannerschool.com ask. Use the SpeakPipe method or use our voicemail number, which again is 516-308-2885. Again, my name is Phil Lichtenberger. This is Scanner School. All session notes can be found on our website at scannerschool.com session82. Scanner School is copyright 2019, Monitor Long Island, Inc. This is Scanner School. We teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. We'll catch you all again next week, 73.